Welcome to Conversations with Healers, a podcast and video interview series that features intimate, soulful, and cozy conversations with self-healers and healers. Healer to healer, we dive into all aspects of self-healing and healing and being and becoming a healer. I am Damla Aktekin. I am a healer and the host of this podcast, and I can't wait for you to listen to this conversation. Hello, everyone. This is Damla Aktekin with A Drop of Om, and I'm so excited to bring you Julie Humphreys, a good friend and a healing practitioner. Um, Julie has like so much um, amazing um, tools and practices that she's gathered over the years. She's a healer, she's an intuitive medium. Um, she's a tarot and is it tarot? Tarot, tarot, depends Whatever, however. <laughs> Tara, an oracle card professional. She's an herbalist and a shamanic healing practitioner. So thank you, Julie, for coming here and being Thank you very much for having me. I'm absolutely thrilled. I'm absolutely, I'm so overjoyed right now because there's just so much for us to dive into and talk about. But I want to start with, I want to tell uh, everyone listening about my experience with you, my experience working with you. So we've sort of known each other we were aware of each other and then you you came to one of my um healing workshops and then we started seeing each other in wellness events and then um I started following you and I was like Julie's cool I need to get a session with Julie (laughs) 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 and then like months before I knew what was gonna happen like I literally booked that like months in advance I booked a session with you Mm -hmm. And then I, uh, I sometimes get migraines and my migraines are very unpredictable. They're every three, four months, usually once every three, four months. And then right before I came to you, I had two migraines within a week. (laughs) Can we be talking about this? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I do. And then I like after two days after the second migraine, I came to see you and um which was i mean there was a lot in that session that we did together which i'm not going to go into but one thing you kept saying to me you said five six seven five six seven i don't know if you remember that you kept saying five six seven and you know and that's i do the same like (laughs) after the session it's a blank slate here i don't (laughs) but anyways you said five six seven and then you said i see a dark Space, I see your soul flammed. I see just resting, taking things easy. And in my mind, I'm thinking, like, you know, what does this relate to? Until I left the room and I, it just occurred to me to check my calendar because I know my migraines down to see, like, between the first and the second, there were seven days. Hmm. And then after talking with you, I had another migraine after six days hmm. and then another migraine after five days. So five, six, seven. <laughs> there you go. Very interesting because you kept talking about this, um, like 
transformation, this adjustment, adjustment happening, this little adjust. And that's the way I felt about my migraines is I feel like they're there to shift something, to clear some kind of resistance around and out of my body, which I feel is the case with a lot of the physical ailments. They're not there to haunt us. They're there to awaken us or to clear something off of us. Yes. But anyways, and then um, I'm going to be real quick. So after the fifth one, the next day I actually went to an Abraham Hicks workshop, oh. which to me was like a life-changing event. Wow. So it was like I was getting prepared for that. But anyways, um, I just wanted to tell everyone about how like you were <laughs> right on <laughs> what you. was going on with me. Um, but tell us about you, please tell us about... Um, your healing journey, becoming a healer. Um, how has it been to, to come to this point and how is it going right now? Well, I can say with all honesty that it's been a really wild, amazing ride. I mean, really nuts and wonderful at the same time. So, and because hindsight's twenty twenty, it's like I have been able to really put together a lot of missing pieces of what I've gone through my whole what I've experienced in my life beginning from when I was just a child because I grew up on a golf course and my dad worked on the golf course so we lived on the golf course and surrounding our house was the first and the 18th fairways and then there was um a cemetery and then the other part of us was surrounded by a tree nursery so i was around a lot of trees a lot of nature my father would take me out on the golf course and really teach me a lot about nature and i and i recall very distinctly very vividly being in the grass feeling the grass speaking with the flowers i'm I was always climbing in a tree, on a tree, talking to trees. I would wander throughout the cemetery and I always felt very safe, very comforted, like I was surrounded by friends. There was one time, well, quite a few times where I would go and I would go meet my friend in the cemetery and we'd sit on the bench. And do you know how some during the day you can see the moon, the, the image of the moon? Mm -hmm. So, and I would always see the image of the moon every time I would sit on this bench and speak with my friend. And he would tell me some amazing story about it. I know it was amazing because I was enthralled as a kid. Can I remember that now? No, but, <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, it was really, I, I started off in this place of, um, wonderment but also just being very comfortable with spirits and nature and um, just kind of knowing that there was this other world that existed um, so and it's really not a, a surprise really that as I grew older you know I lived my life and well-meaning adults dulled certain senses and that's fine it's all part of the journey right so but I was always like, oh, Julie has a really good judge of character. You know, she, she knows things that other, she's got a really good judge of character. She knows things about people that she wouldn't, or isn't that fascinating? And just like looking back, she's just like, I've been psychic my whole life. <laughs> um, but I, when it came to my own self-care, my own self-healing, I would always try to find someone who would make me feel like I did when I was up in a tree or in the grass or with the spirits. And um, so I would naturally turn to mediums and shamans and tarot practitioner, tarot professional professionals, um, alternative health people, 
anything that really fed my spiritual nature um, that also had an effect on my, my physical nature. I mean, I also saw like Western medicine doctors, of course, I'm not knocking that at all. I think it could be a really beautiful relationship and hopefully one day it will be between alternative and Western medicines. Um, however, um, so that was, so as far as like learning how to, you know, be, heal myself, feel good, take care of myself, um, because I've been, I was been on my own and independent for a very long time. So, so no, having all of those um, resources available to me, I just feel at, at a time when it wasn't really very easily available. You know, we're talking 25 years ago, 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, five years ago. No. But, uh, but yeah, so, <laughs> so it's, it's really not, and, and, and I had had a um, healer tell me one time, you're a born medium. You're a born medium. You know, you're a born healer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's nice. It's nice for other people, but I really just, what, that's not going to be me. You know, and I had my career and my, my thing, my, my whole thing going on. And, and, um, and then it's, I just decided and spirit nudged me quite a bit, <laughs> quite a bit that, you know, you can't, you can't shut it out forever. <laughs> right. And so was so, there ever a point where you you're mentioning how certain things weren't perhaps encouraged, or you um, didn't have an environment where you were going to look at your psychic abilities or you know emotional wellness even? So was there a point where um, you sort of began to own this, hmm. own the mediumship, own the intuition, or was that gradual? I. I think I did it piecemeal because when my grandmother died in 2005, um, when she died, mine died in 2005 too, but I just got, yeah, chill. Oh, really? <laughs> They're probably hanging out together right now watching us being like, oh, look at our girls. Um, <laughs> but when she died and then my aunt died um, in 2007, excuse me, 2008, so when those two people in my life died so close together, I felt very confident and open and it felt very natural to, to talk to my family. Like, yes, well, I, I saw my grandmother and my aunt on my wedding day, for instance. And um, I was like, what do you mean you saw them? She's like, well, I saw them. And my, my parents, and they were like, oh, you saw them. Okay. Because, I mean, that, that was normal, you know, but that was my family. <laughs> so as far as like owning medium I mean because that was very mediumistic right there right it's like I can see them I can talk to them I know they're around I can feel them I can feel them communicate with me um but it wasn't up until I think um I had I had my it was my I had my second child postpartum again just like I experienced with my first child we were living out in Seattle so like corner of the map we were very isolated. We were away from everything that we'd ever known. And we were really starting a new life for ourselves. And um, then I started seeing more than just my grandmother and my aunts. Um, there were more people coming forward and I was experiencing more communication with spirit that I didn't recognize. So it was at that point where um, I made a few phone calls to my couple of my well, one beloved teacher in particular, like, okay, what's happening? I don't know what's going on. Um, and because it was just 
like I started, it was like a little bit of water was coming out of the dam, right? And then, if, then eventually a few years, quite a few years later, the dam just kind of burst. And that was my, and that is my way of interpreting spirit is saying, okay, girl, come on, enough, enough screwing around. It's, it's time for you to step into your healer shoes and let's get a move on. <laughs> yeah. So, which is why it's always good to go with spirit the first time. <laughs> was there ever like a hesitancy in you? Like, like, Absolutely. let me put the dam, like, this is okay. <laughs> Yeah. Let's not open the, the gates, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. Um, so I, I, there was there were moments of hesitancy for sure, um, because it was all it was just so much. And like I was saying, <clears throat> excuse me, as you know, being postpartum as well. It's like I was, I had a toddler and a newborn. It's such a time of like wail, you know the. the life going away life coming in it's like you you get closer to the whale in a way as becoming a mom in becoming a mom that's or the birth itself is just gets you into different realms yeah oh oh my gosh for sure because yeah. i mean not to you know be be too much sidetracked but my uh, my first pregnancy and my i was very disconnected from it and the first birth was very very difficult my second birth um pregnancy i was sick all the time it was one of those so it was like you you just you just want it to be over because <laughs> you are sick all the time every single day and then it was it was very easy easy delivery um so i think that um just the way that that opens me up and feeling that sense of fear, that intense, deep sense of fear that, oh my gosh, could things almost go wrong again? Could I die? Could, you know, it, it, it really puts thing in, things into perspective where you're like, all right, so I really need to, I felt like anyway at the time, I really need to step into who I am so I can take care of these babies, number one. You know, number two is like, these babies aren't going to be well taken care of if I'm not well taken care of. So what do I need to do to do that? Okay. I love that. Which brings me to um, like one of the things you wrote to me when we were getting ready for this, you said um, that you offer insight and guidance for your spiritual wellness needs. So what is spiritual wellness? Spiritual wellness in my estimation is just, it's another piece of essential piece of the puzzle. Your spiritual wellness, your emotional wellness, and your physical wellness are all interconnected. So the spiritual side of it, um, what I do is I'm able to make people, not make people feel, I'm able to um, show people how they can feel loved and connected within themselves and with their, um, their loved ones who have passed on, or even um, j just being able to have somebody sit across from me and um, see them have all different kinds of emotional emotions, but also get that idea of like, oh my gosh, I can do this. You know, I can, I know how to, I know what to do when I, when I walk out of this door as to how to start making myself feel better and how I can start living the life that I'm here to live. That's what I feel like spiritual wellness is, really becoming aware of who you are and what your, your mission, your purpose, your path is in this world, in this lifetime. That's what I feel. Like. What we were describing for you, you, 
becoming a mom and then becoming a mom again and going through loss and in, in between all of those sort of recovering your pieces, like reclaiming the pieces of you that were already there to mm -hmm. begin with. Exactly. Really making it a whole and making it, I mean, it's making it a new whole, but at the same time, it's like our soul's plan already knows that that was part of the whole anyway, but just for us to realize what that is. Yes. So, um, I want to, because I, I know this from, you know, having had a session with you, you actually had mentioned that before you came in to meet me, you, you saw some of my ancestors coming okay. to your <laughs> dining <Yeah>. room. <laughs> so what is that process like right now? So, um, does it start way before you see a person and then how do you maintain boundaries between mm -hmm. your 3D life and the life of the spirit or spirituality? Well, that's, that's a very good question. And I have, I'd like to think anyway, I have very good boundaries. So I, I am the one in charge of how much uh, spirit communication I want to receive. So for instance, I won't be sitting at the dinner table with my family at night, um, hearing some kind of messaging or if somebody wants to come in and ask me something or, or some kind of spirit is trying to communicate with me, I am not gonna hear that while I'm trying to hear what's going on during the day with my kids or my husband or just if we're having a laugh or whatever it is, you know, it's like to be present and to be in the moment is very important. So um, I, I um, before a session, I open up space in the morning when I wake up, sometimes the night before, um, I will open myself up and I would say, okay, spirit, whoever needs to come to see me, you know, for my highest good and better, for Domla's highest good and better, for my clients that I see for their highest good and better, um, you're welcome to come in with love and light. So it's all benevolence. It's all uh, love and lights and only for healing purposes. So I, I call it in and then I, I have to close space and shut it down. But that's not to say too that I don't walk in, you know, to old buildings and feel certain sensations or whatever, but it's, but it's different because there's, there's a boundary. There's a boundary. Yeah. I'm the one in charge. Yeah. I find the same. I also don't, for me, like, I don't want to, um, in, into what's the word? Like, I don't want to go into someone's space. Mm without ha us having that um, connection of healer to someone coming to see a healer. Right. So just not, um, although similar to what you say, like I do sometimes end up like sensing into what might not be flowing in that person in right. their chakras, but it's not like, I'm not going to come out and like blurt it out to them <laughs> because right. they're not ready to receive that. And it's not fair to them. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I think that is, you really have to have a clear boundary and, and manners, you know, common courtesy. <laughs> you know, I hear about, um, I have friends, like one friend in particular I'm thinking of, oh, somebody came up to me when I was at Marshall's trying on shoes, but oh, you know, I have your father with me, you know, and her dad didn't pass away, you know, she was still really feeling the effects of her father passing okay and so there is this person who came and said oh i have your father with me is it okay if i give you messages and all this see you know depending on how it's per received 
I just, it's not, it's not something I would do, you know, to a complete stranger. You know, I, I think that. That, and I think there needs to be an energy exchange, whether that's, you know, money, financial, which is also energy. There needs to be some honoring of some kind exactly. of the connection. Exactly. Otherwise things become muddy and. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I think that spirit needs to be honored and respected. The work needs to be honored and respected. And how we do that is by keeping a balance. You're, I agree 150% about that. Mm -hmm. So whereas like there might be somebody who goes up and says a medium or a psychic or whatever can go up to somebody and do, they might think it's spontaneous, spontaneous healing, for instance, if it gives that person a, a healing kind of energy in their heart. Um, but it's, it's not something I would really I would really, I mean, I wouldn't do it myself. Yeah, because you never know whether someone is willing, ready, and able to receive. Exactly. Unless they come to you. <laughs> right. Which shows you that they're willing. They may still not be ready, mm -hmm. but, you know, there needs yeah. to be a conversation, co-creation there. So I want to understand, so we've been talking about, like, um, mediumship is normal in our wor worlds, which it is. So for our listeners who may not be familiar with mediumship or even like how intuition works. And to me, I, um, my sense is that intuition works differently for different people. So I want to understand what your connection to your intuition is and how it works for you. And then how does it translate to mediumship and what's that process like? Well, my intuition, my soul speak is a sensation and a feeling. Um, and most of the time. Sometimes it's also um, a voice that I hear, or it's it's just a knowing. So for me, I feel and I hear and um, I sense a lot. That is how my intuition or my soul speak speaks to me. Um, and for mediumship, that is more, that is definitely, it's very different. It's where I'm receiving messages from um, loved ones who have crossed over from my guides or someone's spirit guides or my, you know, I have several different shamanic guides that I work with as well. So, so that's, that's more mediumship. And I think psychic is of, is more of a perception. It's like, it's, it's the energy that we were perceiving in the moment. So I can work with you and see where your energy is and we can see where this energy goes forward, where it has been. Um, and even in, so psychic work, I can also kind of like step into somebody else's energy and see, you know, where they're coming from. Um, so that's more of a perception. Um, psychically, mediumship is more of a receiving messages, but my intuition is something that I feel um, that comes from, I, I keep going like this. I think my heart and my solar plexus, chakra, <laughs> like, right? Like what I consider yeah. the, the core of, of my physical body. That's, that's where I feel a lot. And sometimes it's just that voice, you know, it says, I, uh, I'm going to take a right. Nope. And I end up taking a left. It's like, well, I thought I was going to go right, but you just keep taking a left and then another left. <laughs> so. so I, I completely understand what you're saying. And I'm, I'm on, on this journey of, being and becoming a self-healer and healer and completely accepting my intuition, which I didn't always do. Mm. So up to a certain point in my life, I didn't consult my intuition. I consulted my mind. Right. The that led to, you know. <laughs> nothing logical about intuition. <laughs> which didn't work all the time. But for someone who's not, um, who hasn't heard anything, 
in their whole life or claim that they didn't. Or for someone who hasn't necessarily uh, been in touch with their bodies to sense and feel into things. What would you recommend them to get deeper in touch with their intuition, with their inner knowing? Mm -hmm. I like, I really, really love the idea of just sitting for your, with yourself for five minutes. Sit with yourself quietly for five minutes and see what you observe, okay? So it's like, it doesn't have to be a long time. You could be sitting on a chair, on a train, on a bench, in your office, at home, wherever it is, just for five minutes and just feel. Just because it's so, so often everyone's going and moving and we have something to do and there's always, there's always something going on. And like we think of, you know, everything from yesterday or what had happened earlier this morning or it's just like, so just take five minutes, put a timer on your phone, right? And just deep breath. Because when we, physiologically, when we take a deep breath, our brain understands that we're trying to slow down, right? So set my timer for five minutes. Now look, look around, notice what you feel physically, see what you see around you, um, but just really taking notice of your own physicality and how that feels. And I think that once you start there, I think that's the, for somebody who says they don't have an intuition, <laughs> which we all have it, um, starting there I think is a really, really good place. And what do they do when they notice something? Pardon me? What do they do when they notice something? Notice it. Just notice it and be like, you know what? If you notice something, that's a pat on the back. Right? (laughs) The first step. step. Good good job. You notice something. Now, you know what? Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Every day. Five minutes and 10, 15, 20. Yeah. So I want to talk about, I know you're someone who is deeply dedicated to your own healing as well as others. Um, Actually, before I get to that, I want to ask you, what about the the mediumship um, co-creation with someone else when someone comes to you? What about that is healing? Mm. Well, I think a lot of what that does is put our minds at ease knowing that our loved ones aren't suffering because we don't know, right? We can read all kinds of books and see science and, excuse me, and, you know, hear from other people what it's like to be on the other side, people who have had near-death experience or whatever, but we really don't know. So our, my grandmother dies, okay, she, when I saw her, she, she wasn't, when my grandmother died, she wasn't taken care of well in the place where she was. Okay, so I walked in and I see this scene that would indicate that she wasn't being taken care of. She was dead at that point, so what was I gonna do? So there was a, a feeling, um, granted she had, left, she had visited me before she left her body, but there was still a feeling of like, is she okay? Like if this is how I see the last of my grandmother, is she, is she okay on the other side? Or if somebody dies a sudden death or a violent death or, um, something where, you know, even if it's something where it was a, you know, a peaceful death or something, you know, we, we still worry as human beings, are they okay? Is everything all right? You know, and, and that can bring so much healing because it brings closure. Do you know what I mean? So it brings a sense of closure and a sense of healing. 
Um, and also, I really, there's always a, a piece of humor that comes into, I usually get a lot of funny spirits that come in. Nice. <laughs> um, spirits with a really good sense of humor. And if they don't, I, I know right away that this is not the time to make a joke or, you know, to receive jokes. Um, but there are, um, you know, a lot of spirits that come through with advice. You know, our loved ones will come through with advice, just like lighten up, you know, or, you know, look for the pearls in the bottom drawer of your jewelry box. I remember that happened one particular time. It's funny, I don't usually remember what happened, but I'm remembering this now. I see this jewelry box with with uh, pearl earrings and, and she's just like, oh, and you know, she was wondering where they had gone, but her husband had told her that's where they were. So it was really, it was really um, nice because you're seeing people who are, they're sad because they missed their loved one, but then they come in, they come through and there they are like putting a smile on their loved one's face. And they're just like, oh, and you can tell they feel better and their whole energy changes, the whole energy changes, right? And so when somebody's energy changes and the vibration lifts up, you know, that's really contagious to the rest of the world, right? So we feel good, we go home, our family feels good, they go out with their friends, they feel good, you know, it's definitely a domino effect. So I think the healing aspect of mediumship is really about finding closure with um, to make to know that our loved ones over on the other side are okay, and to really just um, help us move forward after that, and that's what we need to do for our own healing. So, other than the um, spirits coming in and making sure that their loved ones know that they're okay, like are there any common themes, common messages mm -hmm. that you see mm -hmm. from the um, from the other side of the whale? <laughs> I would say 150%. <laughs> it's always love. I love you. I love you. I support you. I'm okay. I love you. Always messages of love. Always, always, always. And one of my teachers, uh, one of my, um, my medicine women, she had said to me a few years ago, it's probably longer than that now, I don't remember, but <laughs> she said to me, you can never, ever go wrong when love is the answer. Oh, I love that. You know, it, and it's true. Think about any problem where it's like, well, if we put love here, it might make it worse. <laughs> you know, put love there, you're really going to screw it up then. You know, it's like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't happen. So it's, it, and it's, and I found that that is definitely a common theme in, in healing with, with mediumship. Yeah. Mm. So I want to hear, uh, because you and I were starting to talk about this at the beginning and I was like, save the juicy stuff. Save <laughs> <laughs> so what are your top or biggest challenges in your life and in your business right now? Um, my biggest challenge. Or what kind of transformation do you feel you're headed to or going through or is there a transformation at all? What's happening with you? I'm definitely going through a transformation. I have been for past few months and I, and I recognize it because um, I recognize it as I start to worry about small things, right? So it's almost like when I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm in the, in the hallway of this really cool building where I'm getting ready to go through the next door. It's not my, time yet you gotta wait you gotta wait the door's not unlocked yet you just gotta wait so i'm kind of like 
you know, so it's like I, I have this, this, this constant thread of slightly nervous energy in me, but, but not like a negative nervous, but like, but like a Santa's coming kind of excitement, you know? <laughs> something's up in the air. Yeah, something's definitely in the air. And, um, and it's usually a time too with, um, it's usually I get an influx of messages from spirit, whether it's in my dream or my meditations. And I'm not one of those people who dreams really well and remembers dreams. So when stuff does come through my dreams, it's a big deal. Cause I'm like, I remembered something in my dream. Um, so, but like a lot of signs and signals and messages of, okay, you need to do these things that's going that are going to make you feel uncomfortable, but trust and it all work, will work out. And this kind of feeling that I'm experiencing now in my work and with my business is the same kind of experience that I have felt, for instance, when I went out one day um, when we were still living out in Seattle um, and life was really crazy. And I had gone, I think I had a tarot reading and uh, I came back and I said to my husband, I'm like, okay, so we need to start making plans to go back to the East Coast. And he's like, uh, what? <laughs> you know, this was the life we were gonna have out here, you know? So, but he, but I trusted enough that my intuition and my guides and um, everything that came out and came to me during that particular tarot reading on that particular day, you know, I trusted it. And I had that feeling, my that intuitive sense of like, yes, this is the right thing to do. And um, so, so it's like one of those things. And you know, I'm I'm lucky enough to have a, a partner who thinks that now, you know, all of this stuff is normal. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, okay, and then yep, year year later we were back yeah. on the East Coast. And so. you seeking out a, a tarot reader or another healer was like you knew but you needed the confirmation yes so you were even to help me organize my thoughts yeah you know, even to help me organize okay so if i'm experiencing all these things you know what's my next step to get to the place where i need to be and that's and that's what i help people do it's interesting right with our clients it's like people come in here and i can help them do that no problem good let's go we're in business when it comes to me i'm just like uh. <laughs> Yeah, so I need a little more encouragement. Like it's so important to have like connections like you. Like I know I can see you whenever I'm in that space of being in the hallway, or you can come see me, or you can go see someone you trust, and then um, you know it just becomes this practice of um, having someone you trust that can take the symbolic place of your inner healer, so mm -hmm. that you get to have a conversation with yourself through this person, mm -hmm. which I love love about the healing profession um so you're in this hallway some things are happening transformation is en route um how are you taking care of yourself mm. um isolation <laughs> the the time that i um need to have by myself is paramount during these kinds of transitions and for me that looks like a quiet space it looks like extra meditation it looks like a lot of reading it looks like not feeling like just just really making the effort to put the stuff that doesn't really have to get done to the side just really committing to 
creating a calm space for myself. For me, that is paramount. Um, but I can't, but I don't do that all the time because if I'm in too much isolation, it's like, well, where are my people? Because at this, as much as I need isolation, tribe is also in community is very important um, to surround myself only with people who love me and with people who are going to lift me up and people who are going to support me during these particular times, especially. Mm-hmm. I when love I- that. So you're basically listening to what you need. Yes. But not to the extreme of like shutting everyone else out, but you know yourself and you know that isolation is, has yes. been good for you. Absolutely. And, and I'm not, I don't know if I'm one of those extroverted introverts or an introverted extrovert. I'm not sure. Um, but I do know that without that kind of quiet solitude, um, I really get frayed. My energy is spent. My, my temperament is very... Um, like I'm, I just get grumpy and I'm not very patient and, you know, and, and I don't want to be around myself when I'm like that. So, so what does that look like? Your, your solo time or your soul time? Like, are you out in nature? Are you indoors, like closing the doors, shutting the blinds? Like, what does that look like for you? <laughs> All of the above. It's kind of like whatever time I have between, you know, work and kids and everything else that everybody else has going on. You know, everybody has something going on. Um, it's, I love to just go out for a walk and keep going. If it's in the woods, that's even better. I have a huge, when I'm, when I'm really pressed, but for time, but I know that I need something. I have a beech tree in my backyard. That's almost 400 years old and it's amazing. And we call her grandmother. And, um, I just, I talk to her, I sit with her. Um, I haven't asked my neighbors if they've ever seen me do that, but that's okay. And, um, or, or I do go into a room, shut the shades, put on headphones and listen to chanting, singing bowls, an om, anything. Okay. It's like a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask one of my favorite questions, which is um, what has your healing business been teaching you? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That I need to figure out how to <laughs> work with social media and not be depleted by it. That's my biggest challenge right now. Um, but having a business, um, it, it's a lot like teaching. I, you learn so much more from the people that you come in contact with than you would ever learn on your own on some isolated individual journey. You know, for, for me, I mean, there's just so much to be learned from, from so many different people, from their stories and really, really understanding that we have this one thing that bonds us all. No matter who you are, no matter what job you have, no matter where you live, everybody wants to feel love. Everybody. And it's really, it just, it really helps to strengthen my faith and my belief in the universe and our soul plan and divine design and, you know, all of those things. It just really has, built up my faith even more and I've had a pretty you mean like faith. through seeing this over and over again the confirmations the messages mm-hmm. and what would you say to someone who's sort of just stepping into their intuition <gasps> or even mediumship or tarot reading what would you say to them oh have fun with it and just do anything and everything that that comes to you I, I love the student who comes to me and says you know, I feel they'll name like six different things that they experience that 
can be in the psychic realm, the medium realm, just, you know, listening to your intuition kind of realm. And um, I love when those people come to me and I'm just like, we can totally make sense out of all of this. I love it. It's just like pay attention to it. And then I, I start people with simple daily routines. Um, gratitude is huge. The universe loves gratitude. Um, and like I was mentioning a little bit before about like little mini meditations, a lot of people come in and say, ah, I can't meditate. I, I, I can't, I don't have time. My mind's too busy. Yada, yada, yada. You know, we've all been in that same position. So it's like little baby, baby steps, you know, do something that makes you feel good. And so somebody who's just coming into all of this, I would just say, go full hog and explore <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say, follow the, the curiosity, right? Follow. Or full hog. Yeah. <laughs> that, that And that starts with like giving yourself the permission to allow at least just one curiosity something that you you're absolutely you feel wander around and cards are so easy to like spark intuition to it's like because they're easily accessible now you have all kinds of cards oracle cards and tarot all different kinds of tarot decks and everything so if like somebody who is curious about intuition or developing intuition all you you know just pick up a card a deck of cards go through them what do you like what don't you like what does it mean to you? How does it make you feel? What do you see? What stands out to you? You know, all different things to start building your intuition. Which brings me to, I want to um, have our listeners, I want to have them have a chance to uh, hear you talk about the sessions that you do. I know you do uh, some sort of mentorship. Mm -hmm. You do some workshops um, and soul sessions. So tell us a little bit about all of those. Okay. Um, so I do, um, I offer soul sessions. These are the individual sessions that I offer. And I call them soul sessions because I don't know exactly what will happen until the person is sitting in front of me, okay? So it's a blend of uh, psychic work, mediumship work, intuitive developments, um, shamanic healing practices, my sh which means that my shamanic healing my shamanic journey guides can come in and then they tell me where to go and what to do um and I, or it could or my guides could be telling me like okay it's time for cards like if somebody asked me a particular question it's time for cards so we'll put cards out so it's really whatever the soul in front of me needs i open myself up to be a channel and i just take in all the advice and the messages and the guidance that i get for the person in front of me so that's a soul session. And, um, and I, I teach tarot actually coming up in York, Maine on March 14th is um, teaching an all day tarot class. Well, it's a five hour tarot workshop. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to that. Teaching for me is so much fun. I, I teach a spiritual development program that has three different levels. There's um, the seeker level, which is the beginner level. There is the um, discovery level, which is the second level. And then there's the chariot, which is the mentorship. So the first level is like I was saying before, somebody comes in and says, I have all of this, these different experiences. I don't know what's going on. So we kind of help you make sense of that. What does it mean? Where do you want to go with it? And then the second level is more of um, spirit communication, develop more exercises and tools to help you develop your intuition. Um, and then the, the last part of it is it's a full on mentorship. So it's like we meet for a couple hours and we. And these are all available online, right? Other than the. Yes. Anything I do in person, I can do online. 
the workshop. Okay, we're gonna include a link for all of these. And you have been so generous to um, offer a free 45 minute intuitive tarot session. Yes. Uh, for one listener who <laughs> comments on this <laughs> on, on Facebook or on Instagram, and then um, who will also share this um, podcast so that other people have a chance to listen to you speak and get inspired and yeah. all that stuff. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with, um, with anyone listening? Oh, I am just so excited to be chatting with you. I mean, I really could do this all day. Um, <laughs> you know, just I, I think that it's it's really an important time for people to to really listen to themselves and to to be kind to themselves and and to honor to honor themselves, really, to honor themselves and to honor others. And I think that it's really I think we're so often we hear these are crazy times that we're living into really difficult challenging times but you know what this is such a huge opportunity for growth and for expansion of our hearts and our minds and our spiritual growth i really think it's something that we can take advantage of and and i just i love the work i love being a healer i know this is this is my path this is it i finally stepped into those shoes and i just love the excitement Yes. Yes. And I'm so happy that you did. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm glad you did too, girl. <laughs> so thank you so much, Julie. So to everyone listening, Julie's website is, and I'm going to include a link, um, is juliehumphreys.com. And you're on Instagram as Julie H. Medium. And we'll have all the information you need to go find out more about her. And um, I want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. And it's been such a wild and beautiful journey for me for unfolding. It started with me just wanting to connect with people and talk about the stuff that I want to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's turned into people emailing me and telling me that they love listening to it and they get inspired from it. So thank you for listening. My if you have there. found this uh, useful on any level, please share it with others. Uh, it's a sharing from the heart and hopefully it reaches you right there in your heart and in your soul. So thank you, Julie. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Mwah.